Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Well, hey guys, welcome to episode number 48 titled, The Door of Increase, You're Going Higher. So guess what? The Lord has continued to speak to me about doors in this Hebraic year of 5784, referenced by many prophetic voices as the year of the door or the year of the open door. So if you didn't hear episode 47 or read that article with our word for the year, I suggest you go back to do that. So another door I've heard the Lord speak of recently is restoring hope, restoring to his people the ability to dream again. And this will be an important door for many to access. So let's read Hosea 2.15 in the Amplified Version. It says, I will give her vineyards and make the valley of Achor or troubling to be for her a door of hope and expectation. And she shall sing there and respond as in the day of her youth and as at the time when she came up out of the land of Egypt. That's an amazing scripture. Now you can't fully appreciate the door of hope that's being referenced there in Hosea 2 without understanding a bit of the backstory about Hosea. He had, by God's request, married a prostitute who worshipped idols. His marriage was a complete disaster, and the nation of Israel was not much better off. The Valley of Achor, or Troubling, is referenced in Joshua. The children of Israel had had a tremendous victory over Jericho, but then went on to suffer disaster at Ai. There, Achan had sinned and hid the sin, which caused God to remove the blessing from over the nation. The place where Achan was stoned to remit the sin was called the Valley of Achor or Troubling. So obviously a cursed place. And in that place of overwhelming circumstance and trouble, God chose to speak to Hosea of hope and restoration, of blessing rather than cursing, the ability to dream again. That's awesome. Let's read together Zechariah 9. 11 to 12, New King James Version. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. Amen. I love that passage of scripture. The Lord might be trying to open a door of hope for you, to restore hope to you, But issues like unforgiveness and unhealed soul spirit wounds can hinder the blessing of God, can prevent that from happening. Certain unresolved issues have to be addressed in order for the blessing to flow. I've discovered that an important primary key that opens that door of hope is faith. Because faith allows us to forgive and to love those who have acted unjustly towards us. Romans 5, 1-5, which I'm going to let you read on your own, highlights the direct link between faith and hope. That passage tells us that in the same manner that we were justified by faith and now have peace with God, 
Faith also allows us to hope in the glory of God and to not be disappointed because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Well, you might be thinking that all sounds well and fine. That's great. That's good. But what does that actually mean? And what is the practical value to me? How can I apply it? Right? Because this is the practical prophetic. Our title of our show says, if that's you, let me share something that I find both simple yet profound that helped me. Let's say you're struggling to forgive and to love someone who has wrongfully used you. I tell people that a key to forgiveness is to follow Jesus's example because he has asked the father to forgive those who crucified him because they didn't know what they were doing. You find that in Luke 23, 34. Now this understanding provides a great place to start. And I also would recommend confessing forgiveness and confessing love for those who wronged you, even if you don't feel like it or don't feel it. But I've discovered that you don't have to feel like you've forgiven and loved someone for it to have been accomplished by faith through Christ. Because here's the deal, especially if you're a new believer, you might not feel born again, right? You might not feel like your sins have been forgiven. You might not feel like you've received eternal life, but you have. Why? Because these are things that are accessed by faith in Christ, not by something you feel or by something that you yourself have done. And the same is true with forgiveness and love. You might not feel in your heart that you have reached the levels of love and forgiveness towards someone that you desire, but by faith, Jesus can make up the difference. You might simply want to say, Jesus, thank you for giving me the ability to forgive and to love this person who wronged me. I receive your forgiveness, Jesus, your love, and I release it to them. Now, that is a simple example, but if this is something that you struggle with, I believe this is a powerful way to apply faith and have it released to you the ability to hope and dream again. So, right now, here, I speak that over your life. Yes, Lord, do it. Do that in the listeners' lives. Yes and amen. Well, one recent night, I woke several times to hear the Lord say, Get ready for the increase that is coming because we want to have that ability to hope, right? And to expect these things to happen. I heard him speak of, and I dreamed about three specific areas of increase coming. The first area I saw was sphere of influence. Those who have been found faithful in obedience to the Holy Spirit will begin to see an increase in respect and honor within their peers and their associates the circle of people that you work with, whatever your sphere of influence is. The second was territory or reach. I saw, literally, boundaries increasing. Now, this might be geographic for some, or it might be range of audience or impact. It could also certainly involve promotion. The third area of increase that the Lord revealed to me was the believers displayed authority in the natural realm as well as greater cooperation between the two, where nature and creation function and sustain man more as God intended before the effects of sin. I find this fascinating, and we'll have to stay tuned to see how this goes. 
but you can find examples from scripture. A simple example might be when Elijah was fed by ravens by the stream. And a sweeping example might be uh, found in Revelation 12, 16. You can read there where the earth helped the woman who was being persecuted by the dragon. Since then, since this time hearing about the increase, both my husband and I have had dreams in which the Lord both spoke about and illustrated that his faithful ones were going higher, whereas those who have not been found faithful are actually going lower. So that is a sobering word in that respect. Now, much like in the parable of the talents, those who hear, well done, good and faithful servant, can expect to go higher. You find the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. So let's read verse 29 in the New King James. It says, For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Well, one final area or door that the Lord has recently spoken to me about is the wealth of the nations. On several occasions, I have heard the Lord say, the wealth of the nations will come or the wealth of the nations will come to you. Let's read Isaiah 60 verse 11 in the New King James Version. Oh, excuse me. That's the New International Version. I want to read that in. Your gates will always stand open. They will never be shut day or night so that people may bring you the wealth of the nations their kings led in triumphal procession. So I've done a little studying with this verse, and according to Strong's 8179, the Hebrew word used for gate there in Isaiah 6011 means opening door, or as written, gate. I've written previously about a door of abundant, supernatural, even miraculous provision, opening in 5784 in the re- previous episode or the previous article, this year of the door. This was before the Lord brought this passage to my attention. So I find that interesting. And of course, I appreciate the confirmation. In this last season and continuing, the prayer from my heart has been and is, Lord, open the door that no man can shut. So if you're listening and that's your heart also, I invite you to pray that with me. Pray it. Pray it every morning. Pray it every day. Tell the Lord, yes, I want those doors that no man can shut, as Revelation 3, 7, and 8 explain to us. You are that person, Jesus, who can open the doors that no man can shut. And then, as he has renewed our hope, together let's expectantly watch and wait for the Lord to open the door of increase and wealth for us so that we may use it to further his kingdom. Amen. I want to be used like that. I'm sure you do too. Well, bless you and thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show and also please rate and review it on iTunes because your positive review helps us reach more people with our message. And of course, please visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter there, and you can also donate, read our latest articles, and keep up to date with all of our social media sites there. 
Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.